everyone and welcome back to the Flourish and Thrive podcast. I'm Alice. And I'm Emily. And we are two corporate girlies living in the city just trying to navigate life in our 20s and just we're just on a journey of growing into the physically, emotionally, spiritually best versions of ourselves. Exactly. Just leveling up, trying to yeah. get through life, trying to be the best, like you said, well put, best versions of ourselves. And we'd love if you would come on this journey with us. Yes, for sure. If you want to follow along with us, we have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube shorts, all at Flourish and Thrive Pod. If there's anything you would like us to cover in future episodes, please do let us know. Slide into our DMs. We would love to hear from you. Um, but yeah, guess we get into it. Let's get right into it. Okay, so today's episode is a fun one. We're talking all about female friendships and making friends in your 20s and making friends in adulthood and why that can be tricky for a lot of people. Mm, yeah. I think that, yeah, if you're if you're someone who feels like you maybe don't have a lot of friends in your adult life or you feel like you're not really close to a lot of people, in particular women, that's, that's totally normal. Like, you yeah. are not alone. Like, I have been there. Oh my God, boy, have I been there. I think it's so common. I think, yeah, and it's, it's so hard, especially, like, you kind of go through this stage when you're in school. Like, you're forced into these, like, friendship group. Mm. Not forced, but, like, you pick your friends and you've got your friends and it's almost so much easier to make friends in school. Mm. But then in your 20s, like, you're kind of, like, you've got your work life, but then you're, like... I want to keep these relationships professional with these people. Mm. Like, it's hard to, like, make new friends and explore those yeah. friendships in your adult life. For sure. Yeah, you're definitely right. And, like, in school and in uni, you, like, you have a common thread with these people. Mm. Like, you see them every day. You're doing the same things. You have, like, a history with them yeah. almost. And you, you've built that up over the years. Whereas in your, in your 20s, in your adult life, you're just sort of scattered all over the country or wherever you are. And there's no longer that common thread. So... You have to, and you're, there's no longer that common ground where you frequently meet either, mm. unless you're at work. But that's really kind have of to different. put the effort in. Yeah, like, with your friendships, you really have to be like, okay, no, let's actually put the effort in and meet up mm. and like let's do this. Yeah, yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of wanted to split this episode into sort of two main segments. The first one is going to be all about why it's so difficult to make friends in your twenties, especially. Mm as a woman with other women. Yeah. <laughs> and then in the second part of the episode, we're gonna just give some tips on yeah. how to make female friends uh, in your adult life. Yeah, and just so, how yeah. we've kind of, talk about our experiences a bit. Yeah. I feel like, we love to chat, obviously, we started a podcast, <laughs> so we're gonna chat about our own experiences. Oh, yes. <clears throat> yeah, so let's get right into it. How have your experiences surrounding female friendships been up until this point in your life, excluding adult life? before in school and in uni what do you think I think in terms of school like I mean so Alice and I went to an all-girls school mm -hmm. so I feel like that had like a huge part in our upbringing right Big time yeah like yeah, yeah. I feel like it made us seem so like I feel like I'm not sure if this is the same for you but like it made boys seem so like exciting oh my god yeah and it just made almost every other woman feel like a bit of a competition and mm -hmm. I feel like we'd, we want to speak about this a bit more yeah but yeah like going to an all-girls school and being thrown into this kind of environment where it was so it was just a lot of 
that and I can't explain it, but it was just a lot of very competitive energy, That's especially so at our school. I feel mm. we had a very competitive school. Like we really did. They were, they were yeah. great, but it was just it was it that it, that was the environment we were in. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I feel very very lucky to have gone to the school mm. that we went to, but there was definitely a very cliquey energy. Yep. Like it was this is this group, this is that group, and they don't cross. Like, whereas I think that's a bit different in mixed schools or all boys' mm. schools. It always kind of seems to be a it bit more... It kind of diffuses that energy. I don't know yeah. why. It's, just, it's, it's, it's a different vibe. Like, the, I feel like boys aren't in their own head much sometimes. Yeah. Maybe, I, think, I don't know. I think it was a, a lot of <laughs> ambitious girls fueled sure. by a lot of ambitious parents. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> everyone had such high expectations and everyone was just trying to fit into certain social cliques and mm-hmm. sort of just be accepted. And then once you yeah. found your clique, like you, That's it. you weren't really allowed to move. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, kind of gave me a bit of a warped perception of how female friendships are. Understand. I definitely understand that kind of part where it's like when you have your clique, not clique, but when you have your friendship group and it's like almost seems a bit forbidden to go off and be friends with, like mm. like it, it was weird. Cause I, I feel like I'm quite a sociable person. Like mm. I was always quite sociable yeah. growing up and in school. And I feel like it was almost like there were some people in school where it was just, you would get looked at weirdly if you'd be mixing with loads of different people. And it'd be like, why? Like in yeah. adult life, it's so normal to yeah. do that. Yeah, that is the great thing about friendships in adult life is that everyone is friends with everyone. And mm. like, there's just not that, those, there's just not the sort of space to form sort of cliquey friendship groups anymore. They just sort of dissipate and everyone's friends together. Mm. I think you can get that sometimes though at work. Like there are mm. certain work situations. I'm very lucky and I work with all males and all of my team are lovely. Mm. I feel like I'm very lucky in that respect, but I feel like a lot of people can get that same school girl energy at work. Mm. So yeah. That's interesting that you said, I'm very lucky I work with males. Mm. Mm. There's a lot, I think a lot of us girls, especially growing up, kind of preferred, I mean, I know I did. There was a, for the longest mm. time, I was like, oh, I'm not really a girls girl. I, I prefer being friends with guys. And I know that sounds like, oh, I was such a pick me girl. Oh my God. I just not like other girls. Oh God. But yeah, I just, for the longest time, had this belief in my head that like, girls were too much drama. And it was, you know, I was sort of threatened by other girls as well and a bit insecure around them. Whereas with guys, it just felt easier. But mm. now that I've like kind of worked on that and healed that, I'm now like such a girls girl. Like I, I just that. love hanging out with girls. Um, yeah, I feel like I've, I've done a full 180. We wanted to talk a little bit today about the sister wound. And that I think is the main reason why it's so hard. A lot of women find it so hard to make good quality female friendships. What is the sister wound? I don't think I've actually ever heard of it, to be honest with you. Right. So, so you're, you're teaching me here. Yeah. So it's basically, it's a kind of collective wound that all women kind of carry. Right. Like, a, a, like a trauma, like a sort of response in a sort of deeply ingrained beliefs mm. from growing up in a patriarchal society that's like pitting women against other women. Yeah. Like, you know, it's everywhere. Like in, in films, there's always like the the nemesis of the of the main character yeah. girl. There's always another woman like competing. We just, yeah, it's sort of ingrained deep within us that like we're all in competition and to like see other women as a threat rather than, you know, like lifting each other up. Have you read the book Invisible Women? No. I've, I heard feel, it. I've got it literally on my bookshelf there. I, mm. I want to read it, but it seems like that's something around, I've not read it yet, but it seems like that's something around it. It kind of mm. exposes the gender biases in society. Mm. So it's saying that, um, uh, someone at work told me this, that 
the temperature in offices are set to a men's body temperature most of the time. (laughs) Yeah, so um, that's why women always feel, like I'm freezing in the office all the time, like the, the, yeah. I'm, I'm fuming. Always, no, but it's the thing. So, like, because men's body temperature naturally like, runs a bit higher than women. Yeah, yeah. So when they put on the AC air conditioning, <laughs> but when they put on the aircon, yeah, they put it on higher because it's set to a men's body temperature. Apparently, what? that's from the book. I I haven't actually read it. But that's what someone at my work told me is in that book. Oh my god! Because in my office, I'm always freezing, and then yeah, all the boys too. are like, "No, I'm fine. I don't yeah. know what about." But that's <gasps> so like it's so. I think you would really. I mean, I feel like it's going to bring out my angry feminist. Yeah, I'm already fuming. <laughs> but <laughs> like that book is kind of exposes the gender biases in wow. society. Wow. Just made me a point that you were talking about. Yeah, that. that's that's pretty much. Yeah, that's very similar to what we're talking about here. Common symptoms of the sister wound include. <laughs> Judging other women. Like, name... If, if you can think of a time that you've done any of these things, then raise your hand. <laughs> Judging other women. Excluding other women. Jealousy around other women. Feeling insecure or intimidated around them. And feeling like you can't really trust other women or, like, open up to them. Mm. I feel like we've all kind yeah. of experienced at least one of those feel things. feel like... Yeah, definitely. It's, it's hard... It sounds horrible, but it's hard not to. Mm. Like, it's when the ego gets involved and mm. that, all of that. Yeah. But, like, it is hard and, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just a result of the, the society we live in. We live in a society. <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's, it's everywhere to, to kind of think that women are... It, it's instilled pitted, in us. Pitted, pitted against, against each, each other. other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, It shouldn't be that way. No. I mean, so we all kind of experience this sort of sister wound within us to a, to a point. Um, I think it's very rare to have someone who's completely healed mm-hmm. and uh, doesn't have any of those. I mean, I'm sure we've all felt that kind of issue, one of those kind of symptoms at some point in our lives. Mm-hmm. The first step to kind of overcoming this sort of thing is really just to like acknowledge how it shows up for you and your friendships. Like take a note of how you feel around other women when you're, mm-hmm. when you're hanging out with them. Do you feel like you need to constantly be getting in all the cool stuff you've been doing to compete with them? Or do you feel like you need to look really really good to try and just because you know they're gonna look great like look a certain way yeah 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 yeah. like do you feel like you're having to put on this kind of like more makeup or like put Mm. on this a little bit of a persona almost yeah to be in the presence of someone else yeah yeah like that's so important as well like to notice how you feel around people Mm, for sure energy doesn't lie yeah so that first step is really like just examine your current situations with women how how do you behave and sort of thinking about how it shows up for you. And then can you sort of trace that back to any sort of incidences in your childhood, growing up, in mm. school, around your, if you had siblings growing up? Um, how is it for you with like, cause you've got a brother. Mm. How is that for you living in like a household where it's like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like probably quite, like there's masculine energy there. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I think the one of the reasons why I, growing up I always identified as oh I'm I'm just one of the boys I'm like not really a girl's girl is because yeah I've had not had I didn't re- other than going to a girl's school like my family was very sort of yeah masculine energy focused yeah growing up with a brother um I just kind of felt like it was easier to ha- I always knew I it felt more natural to me to interact with the boys but I think part of that was low-key especially as I sort of grew up a bit like in like high school and then in uni it was more like 
Loki wanting to get attention from boys. It wasn't like oh, I want okay. them to be my good quality confidant and close friend. It's like I want to. I want attention from. I want boys. the boys to like make me like. It was literally like I'm not like other girls. Like, like <laughs> it was so cringe. Like I want the boys to make me feel validated exactly. in a way. Like oh, they, if they think I'm good, then I must be good. Mm. Like it's validating my feelings. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And once again, that, that that is that's kind of what the issue we're talking about here. And that like yeah, the society we live in is like. We all need to be competing for the boys' attention. Mm. But, the, but oh yeah, it's and I feel like that's such a huge thing. Like a lot of girls do tend to compete for guys. And, mm. yeah. yeah, yeah, it happens. It's so common. Yeah, we we just enter into this competition that like we really don't need to have. We don't need to have at all. We should we should be rise. We should be like taking each other like up. So I, there was this quote where from I can't remember who on earth said it. I need to start remembering these quotes, like who said them. Because <laughs> I, I feel really bad, like not giving like the credit where credit's due mm. because I did not come up with these thoughts. But it's like, like we need to be bringing other people up. So it's like a lot of women always feel like they're in constant competition with each other, like in the society. So like mm. in business, they're always like trying to tear each other down. Mm-hmm. But there's this quote where it's like. The elevator to success is lonely if you don't bring anyone with you. Mm. Some, I think it's along those lines, but it's basically saying that like, if you're not bringing people up and you're not bringing people with you, like on the journey of leveling up or whatever, like mm. flourish and thriving, uh, all that <laughs> cringy, loving, low it stuff. But like, if you're not bringing people up with you, it's just gonna be awful. Like you're gonna be lonely, you're gonna be just feeling bad all the time and then especially if you've got that added layer of like beating other women down mm. you're gonna it's gonna feel even more rubbish in mm. the end mm-hmm. yeah no that's so true and like yeah it's i think a lot of us like just do this on an unconscious level and yeah and that's okay like we're not saying oh, if no, you've sure. done any of this stuff then you're bad like it's so ingrained into us yeah and it's yeah it's just it's, i know for sure i've definitely like i've done it like that like I've done that. Mm. Like, for sure, I've definitely been that horrible person. Yeah, I think we all have. We all have at times. And that's, and it's, well, it's okay because now we're going to acknowledge it and we're going to heal it. Mm. And, yeah, so I think, yeah, looking back for me, I think I, up until very recently, was like, yeah, I really struggled to connect with girls. Mm. And I think it's because I, from going to a cliquey school, like... And growing up and watching like Disney Channel movies, I was very aware that there was like the popular girls. And then there was me who was not one of the popular girls. I was, you know, I always thought I was kind of a bit of like the weird loser one. Like like High School Musical-esque where it's like Sharpay and Ryan and like these popular kids. Mm. And then like Gabriella's like the girl who comes in from another school. Yeah, she's like the awkward one that like doesn't really fit in. But then she's the one who's like the main character. Yeah, I love that for her. (laughs) What a film. Um, But yeah, so I I carried this belief with me definitely through university as well. Like... I was in the cheerleading team at uni, but I always... Have I talked about this in the pod before? No. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, so I was, I, was, I was in the cheerleading team at university, which I was so excited about. But I always had this feeling that, like, these girls are too cool for me. They are just humouring me. Like, they were lovely, lovely girls. But all the time I had this belief in my head that was so untrue, that was like... Yeah, so they can't wait. They can't wait for me to stop talking to them. Like, like they're way too cool for me. They're just hanging out with me, just like to humor me. That breaks my heart. I know. That actually breaks my heart to hear that. Looking back, I'm like, girl, poor little Al. I know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I definitely noticed that showing up there. Um, if only I kind of had the awareness to notice mm. it um, back then, I'd realize that those beliefs weren't true. They were just 
from past conditioning, from those films I watched growing up, from the, you know, the cliquey school, like it, the thoughts, the thoughts that come up in those moments, they're just from past conditioning. They're not fact. You don't have to believe them. You don't have to follow them and believe that they're true. Like, I think it comes back to a lot of the time where your thoughts, an interesting thought can pop into your head, but you have no control over that thought. Mm. And that's a lot of the time just like deep within you, something Mm. rooted in you, what you're thinking. And that's Mm. the way you've been conditioned, essentially. Yeah, yeah. So what I've found is so super interesting. You can apply this to anything, like healing the sister wound, all of that, but you can apply this to loads of things where a thought comes up and you're like that's an interesting thought mm. but i that's not what i want to be thinking mm. so you can just you've got to it's it's literally we're going to do a whole episode i think on the power of now we'll probably reread mm. it and like really ingrain mm. into it but he speaks about like being the watcher of your thoughts mm. Mm. and like actually thinking and be like well, that's interesting but no that's not mm. what i'm here for that observing it non-judgmentally just yeah. like oh it's just a thought it's not got any power over me if i don't give it power over me mm. heard on another podcast that like you you can't choose your first thought, but you can choose your second thought. Like your first thought is that automatic programming from your past experiences and your Mm. conditioning. You can't choose that. You can just be aware of that. And then if that thought doesn't serve you, well, now you can choose again. You can choose a second thought. You can choose to go a different way. Mm. It's like with healing the sister wound, like we're going back to how, like how you feel about friendships and how you are in friendships if you've got that initial thought of like oh i'm seeing this girl's competition Mm. she's look at her she's doing really well but i need to be there Mm. like oh i should like do you know what i mean you should be having Mm. those negative thoughts like you can think that thought to start with Mm. and then you're like actually no like how empowering is that that she's doing that like maybe we can like network and like get bring each other up yeah yeah you know for sure. I mean? like you can yeah. you can have a completely different thought about it that's so true yeah like for me if i'm ever sort of like hanging out with girls particularly like not you but like other <laughs> girl, girls that i already know that like i was when back when i was you know right in the energy of feeling i'm the weird one blah 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 sometimes i yeah any kind of time yeah yeah sometimes i'll catch myself and be like oh actually she's bored she's getting bored she doesn't she thinks i'm a bit weird blah 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 and then i catch myself and i'm like no you deserve to be here you're interesting they are, they are your friend like don't believe those initial thoughts they're not true i know this is such a i'm it's being therapy. really open and honest Thera- here no, but therapy session like it's good to get these like mm. thoughts out and everything yeah and this is yeah it's i feel like so many people have these kind of internal monologues that are yeah. just saying like negative things about how they mm. like how they fit into certain friendship mm. groups. I know I have that mm. as well. Like even in my own friendship group that my friends are probably thinking like, oh God, she's she's that weird one who does social media a little bit. <laughs> like like but like but then if not most of the time all of my friends have always said to me like, oh yeah, no, you should keep going with that. It's mm. really cool. Like yeah. you really love it and you're really into it and you're really good at it. Yeah. And like they've said that to yeah. me and affirmed that to me. Yeah. But I still have this like internal little niggling at the back yeah. of my head where it's like oh, is that just a bit weird to be posting like these reels on my Instagram? Oh, I think that's so normal though. But yeah, it's 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 all that just past conditioning that it's it's great that you can like observe that you're having mm. that thought and then choose again. I think that's so powerful. I think I've only just got into that kind of recently though. I've definitely, mm. definitely in the past, it was not that way. Like mm. I would be so in my own head about mm. it. Well, me too. Like me especially too. way back when, like this was when I was at uni even. Like I would be post, it was one of my really good friends. And if she's listening to this podcast, you'll know who she is. <laughs> but she was the one who like, she was like, oh, she's my YouTube friend. Oh, she's my YouTube I love friend. that. And she was like, she would 
wear it like a badge of honor and just be so proud of the fact that oh. I was it was so cute and like even back like back then I didn't have any really many YouTube videos they were all like makeupy ones and like they were getting like five views each <laughs> you gotta and, start somewhere but like yeah you gotta start somewhere but like it was just really cute because when she found that out she was just so so lovely to me about it and it was just the most empowering thing mm. and I think that's so lovely when you can find like friendships like that that are just empowering yeah, they're so special yeah so so special the final step, well, actually, I don't know. It's not really like a step-by-step process like this. It's got to be like a constant thing that you're working mm. on. Like you've got to do the work, but just practice. Yeah, noticing noticing those thoughts and those sort of false beliefs that come up as like in real time sort of thing as you're interacting with other women yeah. and just practice pushing your comfort zone and, and pushing through anyway in spite of those limiting beliefs mm. and practice being vulnerable with women and, and sharing what's on your heart and like, yeah lifting other women up um in spite of all those thoughts that might be holding you back Mm. and that's that's you know obviously that's easier said than done but the more you practice the easier it gets yeah yeah and one more bonus tip for Mm -hmm. sister wound healing is and i read i can't remember where i read this but is to see those women that you're jealous of or you're judgmental of Mm. as your expanders like instead of being jealous of them think they are showing you what is possible and what you that. can achieve as well. Now now that you've seen it, you know it can be done. I love that. But it's like, see them as your motivation. Mm. Like, whenever I see Alice's TikToks, I'm like, oh my God, she's so cool. No. Like, no, literally, I'm like, she has, she has this like, positive energy about her and like do you know what my mum said the other day that she came you came up on her for you page and she was like that's so cute oh and it was really sweet and Aww. like but whenever I see your like videos and stuff I'm like oh, I just I'm it like it inspires me Aww. no but it really does and same to you like, oh god we're getting all right, sloppy no. here <laughs> let's not cry on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> but like it's just so nice to have those friendships where like you build each other up mm. where like a lot of the time I feel like a lot of people would be like just trying to push each other down I don't know mm. it's like there's 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 this really like you say it's ingrained in us mm. from like it's not our fault it's yeah. yeah the only the part we get to play is bringing awareness to it and, and slowly mm. starting to heal it so yeah now that we've covered a little bit about the sister wound and how we can work to start healing that a little bit within us I think we should talk about some tips on how to actually practically make friends as an adult, especially with women. And to like get a good gauge of like the kind of friends you want to make and like how you want those friendships to kind of, I don't want to say benefit you, but like there's this thing where it's like, you become the people you surround yourself with. Mm, it's like, like the five, you're the product of the five people you're the, closest to or yeah. something. Yeah. And it's like, we can't help that. And if you can, Sounds bad, but like curate the people who you spend your time mm. with to be those people that will bring you up and inspire mm. you. That's always going to be a good thing. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's definitely the first step really in if you're looking to make more friends is mm. is to, yeah, get really clear on what it is you want out of the friendship. And that sounds like selfish, but you, <laughs> you the kind of friend you want to have, the qualities that you want your friend to have, you know, do they need to be, you know, a good listener? Do they need to be, you know, do you want them to have the same interests as you or to have sort of other interests that can open you up to other Mm. things or yeah, whatever qualities you're looking for, get really clear on that, write them down. It's all part of manifesting. (laughs) Um, And then, so once you've got really clear on those qualities that you are looking for in a friend, you need to be that yourself. Like you can't expect to attract this tribe of friends that has all these qualities that you're looking for if you're not that kind of friend 
yourself mm. like you need it's you know it's a two-way street you've got to reciprocate that so yeah when you when you're putting out that energy it will be a lot easier for you to attract that same energy of people with the qualities of a friend that you're looking for yeah like say you want to have like a running friend like mm-hmm. say you want to have a running friend and you want to go on runs together and stuff but you don't run mm. yeah <laughs> like, that's, be an issue. that's not gonna like that's not gonna work so you just have to put out the energy of like i'm gonna go on these runs i'm gonna mm. go gonna go to a run club i'm yeah. gonna go to all these yeah. things and you just putting out that particular vibe mm-hmm. of what you want like go to these places that you want to meet people at that mm. have those qualities mm-hmm. and it, it does sound weird to say like oh i'm looking for this quality in a friend but if you look for qualities like in you should have it in any re- relationship that mm. you have like it should be any kind of whether that's a friendship relationship a romantic relationship you should be looking for qualities in people that bring you up and wanting to mm. spend time with people for because sure. of that yeah. i don't know i feel like it's so important in every single aspect of your life mm. definitely definitely and i think even qualities like basic qualities like being a good listener and like open communication like that's something that I have had to relearn in like mm. I probably I, I think a lot of us do this and like we're so in our heads that like yeah. we're not actually listening to what the other person is saying and we're just thinking of what to say next and that's yeah. something I've really been working on recently is like active like listening really just giving the other person space to say their full thing and really just being present with that not mm. thinking about what happens next and what to say next so yeah, start if you're that's a quality you're looking for in a friend, then you know just start working on that quality within yourself, and then naturally you will draw those kind of people towards you. I think you spoke about it before, like the spotlight effect, right? Mm-hmm. Like everyone's only really thinking about themselves. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like it's very like internalized. But yeah, no, that's a good thing. That's something I need to work on. <laughs> I think there was there was one time where I was like I was texting Alice after one of the podcast episodes. And I was like, Alice, I'm so annoying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, and I think it was that was a whole nother topic that we're gonna talk about in a minute, like why I was feeling that way. But like it's just yeah, definitely something I need to work on. Yeah. Getting... We all do it. We all do it. We all do I mean, it. I just don't know. No, but I, f- I feel like it's a nice like we, we like the chatty vibes here. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's because we're so passionate about what we're talking yeah. about that we just like try and jump in. No, no, it's so good, I love it. Like, where do you meet these people? Like, I go to work, I go home and like, that's it. Like, mm. what, what am I, like, how do you make, like, where? Yeah, it's, it's, that's such a common thing, especially living in a city, being really busy, oh, yeah. having a nine to five job. It's, it's hard, but you have to carve out the time to put yourself in those spaces to meet like-minded people. So like any activity that you're, you know, you want to try out, maybe it's a dance class, maybe it's, yeah, just going running, joining a running club, or even just like hanging out at the park where there's like other, if you've got a dog and there's other like dog Mm. walkers and just the important thing about that is to not go into those spaces with your head down, headphones on, baseball cap Mm. down. It's the open body language, be open and smiley and like let people know that you are open to having a chat. chat. Yeah, it doesn't have to, they don't have to be your best friend, but just kind of like keeping all your doors open. My dad always talks about this, like Mm. keeping as many doors as you can open and just, you don't know what's gonna come out of them. Yeah, Like even if you just like, you meet someone and you really hit it off and then you go out for dinner with them, even if it's just once, like, that's still a door that you've opened and you've you've sort of experienced that other person and seeing like how your connection is and even if it goes nowhere that's great experience for like building relationships with yeah. women and stuff and so. it, it can literally just be like from anywhere like you can have a random 
chat with like a barista and say for example if you keep going to the same this is something I learned on Emma's podcast I was listening to it today Emma Chamberlain (laughs) she was saying that like if you just go to the same places like over and over again and you just like friendly chat with the barista and like you said about the body language being Mm. open friendly like hey how are you today Mm -hmm. the worst they can do is reject you if you say like oh hey would you want to hang out sometime might Mm. sound a bit weird but if you go to these places and you meet the same people again you will just you can end up meeting friends and making friends like I went to I, I used to go to Barry's I'm now obsessed with Soul Cycle, but I went to Barry's for ages and there was this girl there who I would see we would always go to the same classes every single week every single week and we would be we were uh, I'm like this crazy person who has to be early for everything like I hate being late so I would always be there like 10 minutes outside yeah. before this girl would always be there as well and one day I was like screw it I'm just gonna go up and talk to her and like make friends and now we're like we haven't spoken really properly since but like we followed each other on Instagram and like it's just those little spaces where you can just like repeatedly meet the same people and then they kind of they see you again and again and they're like oh they kind of recognize you and then it's not so weird just to randomly go up to them one day and be like yeah hi that's so good yeah like like say like keeping all those doors open just just seeing following every opportunity and seeing where it takes you because you never mm. know where it takes you. It could take you nowhere, but it could lead to a really good friendship. Um, yeah, I do think that like, it is hard to put yourself out there. Like a lot of yeah. us, all of us, it's natural to feel that fear when you're putting yourself on the line because you could get rejected, but- and rejection hurts. Yeah, <laughs> but, but what you've got to think of is that like, the worst, what's the worst case scenario? Say they say no. And like, yeah, that will hurt for a bit, but, it, it, it's part of like it's part of growing is pushing yeah. your comfort zone in that way you don't really get any sort of of these big benefits in life unless you push your comfort mm. zone unless you do the scary thing and every time you do it will feel a little bit less scary mm. like I used to think of myself as a shy girl I had this mental even still now I kind of say oh I feel like I'm, I'm shy I'm a shy girl <laughs> but like actually in the past like couple of years I have gone to so many events solo I've made so many friends just by being open and smiley and just having a chat and like what's the worst that could happen you never have to see them again if if you make a complete fool of yourself you never have to see them again like I went to a sober rave last year and like I met this girl Ivy if you're listening hi Mm -hmm. Ivy and like we met literally once and it was like we were besties like well no that's lame see me me trying (laughs) to come on too strong then yeah we met literally once and we just really really hit it off and then she moved home to Canada for a bit and then she's just come back I think I told you about this uh, and then she messaged me to go do you want to go to a dance class Aww. and so we met she, up like, she's here back now here now she's back here now she's Aww. just got back and yeah we and then we just met up and went to a dance class and it was amazing and we just talked for hours and it just we like we really like have a lot of shared interests and a lot of shared so passions nice. and it's just yeah it was there was no ego in that interaction it was like you know just really authentic like connection with joy, another woman like yeah yeah trying to find that friendship oh i love that and like i wouldn't have found that connection if i had a not gone to this sober dance that i went to and mm-hmm. b just gone and sort of hope no one would speak to me and just and kind also of... like going solo because mm. if you hadn't gone to that place solo if you'd gone say for example with me say you'd mm. taken me there you probably would have been quite easy for you you and i just to stand in a corner and like yeah be to get, like like be there like doing our own thing mm, that's so true whereas if you'd got like because you went on your own you were kind of almost forced into that situation yeah. where you're like you had to make friends yeah it's really it's it's scary but going solo really 
put it's really putting yourself yeah. out there and it, it does force you to be open because you know if not you're literally just like standing there like staring at the wall like you just you just you have to do it and yeah it's it is really scary especially the first time you do it but every time you do it will get a little bit easier um yeah that's that's for me i think is the is probably the easiest way to sort of start those connections yeah but i do think it's worth saying that yeah it's one thing to actually start those connections and meet those people it's another thing to follow up on it yeah that's where i think a lot of us fall short because we're all so busy we've all got these different schedules we're all from different walks of life blah 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 like i say we don't have that common thread it's like you can meet up with these girls or this one girl or whatever and say this was amazing we need to do this again so many times this has happened to Mm. me and then just nothing comes of it it's really you need to really be proactive in like doing another message like oh yeah i had so much fun you know are you free next week or whenever or let's go get coffee this place or whatever Mm. i think it's important not to feel deflated if they then ghost you Mm. because like i feel like that's happened to me before where i've like messaged someone and it's like oh okay Mm. (laughs) like they've not messaged back Mm. but it's like okay they don't message back Mm. fine yeah what's what's like what's the big deal yeah it's it's not personal like it's nothing to do with oh like you could you could easily take that as like reaffirming that old belief of oh maybe Mm. i am weird oh god maybe i am annoying blah 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 but it's 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 nothing to do with that like you know you need to get to that place of confidence where you know that like you are a great person you're like you're fun to be around and they enjoyed it it's just that they are too busy or they they themselves are too scared or whatever it is or they've got some sister wound healing to do Mm. like it's never actually personal like it doesn't have to be such a big deal if they don't get back to you I think it is hard like not to feel deflated when someone doesn't get back to you or like if someone's not wanting to meet up with you like it's hard but Mm. you've got to not let that impact your whole view of like female friendship basically Mm -hmm. because I feel like a lot of us have this idea of like a best friend oh my god yes like yes that's such like a childhood belief and I'm not saying that it's like I'm sure there's loads of people who have like got these best friends and it's great Mm. but like it's just I mean for me personally I have lots of best friends yeah like I have loads of like friends and they're all for different parts of like I have different friends for different reasons, mm. essentially. Yeah. Like it sounds odd, but like there is this mentality of people to be like, oh, there's this they've got to they've got to be my one friend for everything and everything. But yep. it's it's you don't have have to have that all of the time. Yeah, that's so true. Don't quite know where I was going with that. No, but. I totally agree with that. Up until very recently, thought like, why don't I really have a best girlfriend or like whatever? I just never really felt super close to any. Well, in school, like you say, it's it's naturally naturally because you're you have kind these... of forced into that. Like, yeah, not forced. I keep saying forced, like it's a bad thing. But like you have these like friendships where you're seeing each other every single day. Yeah, it's it's, and it's yeah, different. it's cool. natural to be closer to people when you are in such close proximity to them all For the sure. time. But yeah, I think yeah, def- and also like watching movies where like they've always got the BFF, and I always was yeah. like, why don't I have that? Or like a really close group of girls, but actually, like. I don't think any of us really do. Like, uh, maybe some people are really, really lucky and they have, like, they've met their soul tribe and they're just, like, they feel so aligned and they're, like, are pre- pretty much the same person and all that. But I think, I think really a lot of people do kind of feel like they struggle to connect. And, like, mm. I remember talking to you. I think we went to dinner, like, one night. I don't know. It was maybe, like, February or March. And yeah. I was feeling a bit, like, 
sort of lonely like I didn't have I, I was just um, in this weird era no I think I remember that yeah, yeah and I was like you know do you do you like do you have a best do you have someone that you're like texting all the time and blah 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 like all of these things like hanging out with all the time and you were like no I don't think I don't think that's how adult friendships work no it's it's not like and then I remember saying to you, like, a couple of months later, you are the person I text the most. Yeah. And we don't even text no, not that really. much. No. Like, in reality, like, there is such this miscon- misconception that you have to be texting someone and be best friends and be in mm. contact with them all the time. And I actually think, if anything, that's more, not toxic, but it's almost worse because then when you do meet up and you do talk to these people, you don't really have anything to talk about. That's so true, yeah. Like, I love meeting up with some of my best, like, girlfriends and be like oh, so how is this? Like, tell me everything about your job, mm. your relationships, yeah. everything, and, like, have a proper catch-up. Yeah. And you don't have to be in constant communication with people mm. all the time. I think that is definitely, you're right, it's a misconception that, like, in order to be close to someone, you have to, like, be in each other's pockets, you have to be, like, mm. hanging out every night and texting all the time and, like, basically be the same person. But, like, yeah, that's, that's just not really just how... just not it, the way it works. It, a, who has the time for that? <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and B... The best friendships, I think, are the ones where, like, you, even if you haven't seen each other for months, you see each other again and you pick right up where you left off. Like, like nothing's ever happened. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so we just had a friend come from Australia and she, when did she come? It was... Like, April? April kind of time. And I've not seen her years. Yeah. It, pre, was it pre-COVID? It was definitely pre-COVID. Yeah, she moved to Australia before Stop, COVID. Stop, that's crazy. Yeah. So like, and she came here and the three of us all like sat here and we went through her entire camera roll pretty much yeah. and just like caught up on her life. And it was like no time had passed. It was yeah, really it was odd. crazy. Like all that ch- changed is that now she has an Australian accent. Other <laughs> no, than that, Cleo. No, Cleo, get away from the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think those friendships are so precious. Like you don't have to be seeing each other and talking all no. the time to, to count as being a close friend. So it all comes down to, yeah, getting clear on the kind of, values that you want a friend being that already yeah and putting yourself out there that's the scary part putting yourself out there sure. maybe going places alone doing things you've always wanted to do and being open and just keeping those doors open keep knocking on those doors because the worst thing that can happen is they, they say, say no. no and and then yeah making sure that you do put some effort into following up so yeah i think a good way to finish this episode would be just to think about like how the female friendships are currently in our life. How would you say they are for you in this era of your life? I would say it's like, it's really interesting because in London, I feel like it's really easy. Like London is a great place to make friends. I know a lot of people say sometimes London can be a bit lonely because it's like hustle and bustle and everyone's already got their friendships. But London's so good because I feel like going to the pub and like everyone will just bring their random friends along and then you can meet so many new mm. people. And like we were saying before, it's not just those kind of, cliques that you had in school or Mm. cliques that you had in uni people will just invite whoever like oh this is my friend from uni this is my cousin this is my this this is whatever and I love that about London and I feel like you don't really get that somewhere else I don't Mm. know like I I feel like that's in my in this certain era I guess Mm -hmm. of the life like I love that. That's what I love about London. Yeah. Like my friend was telling me that the other day and I was like, do you know what? I completely agree. What would you say? What about you? How would you define your friendships? Yeah, I think my, yeah, the way I view friendships, particularly female friendships, has changed so much Mm. in the past year. Since I swore off boys for the foreseeable (laughs) future, I'm in my no boy era. And then, healing era. Yeah, my healing era. And that means not even like, no dating apps, nothing. No dating apps 
anyway, that's a whole other. Thing. That's a whole other separate. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, since then I've I've completely transformed the way I look at friendships. Like, yeah, he, working on healing the sister wound, and now like I get so much out of my my friendships with my girl like girlfriends like more than I ever thought was possible. Like, I don't know. I think I was the kind of girl who when I got into relationships I would kind of like withdraw from friendships a little bit like and just like focus on that one person solely yeah yeah, I, I would yeah. Do that as well. and now like i just know oh, my fin- my friendships feel so much richer now like i don't know i just there's just so much it's value like to free, be found in it's free therapy for sure <laughs> and like yeah like having that authentic connection and that open communication i think like now i've learned of it to be a bit more vulnerable with mm-hmm. people and like yeah i just love having those deep conversations those soul healing chats that like Especially, I think, like, it hits different when you're, like, talking to another woman. Like, yeah. She just, she just gets it. She just gets it. And, yeah, yeah, I'm just absolutely loving where, where I'm at with all my friendships in my life right now. I've got, like, a lot of different avenues. Like, it's not just, you know, my uni lot. It's all the people I've met since going sober and going to so- sober events or just, other, like, random people that I've met and, like, mm. managed to keep in touch with. I love that. And so, yeah, it's, like, keeping all the different doors open and, like... Just getting like a, ri- a rich range of experience. You're inspiring me now to make like more friends. <laughs> like uh-huh. it sounds really weird, but like I have my girls like who I'm friends with in terms of like, I've got my school friends, I've got you, I've got people, but like I want to go out and like make, like you said you've got friends like since you're going sober and I'm like, I want friends like that. Like I, yeah. I, I'm gonna, you've inspired me now. I'm gonna go like seek out those friendships yeah. that I want. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, you gotta make the opportunities happen. You gotta yeah. put yourself out there. Love yeah. It. Um, yes, and on that note, my final, I have a final tip yeah. for making friends, especially if you live in London, or I think I probably any city has these, but there's Facebook the major groups. cities, yeah. Any yeah. major cities, they have, you know, Facebook groups. So there's one called the London Lonely Girls Club. Oh. And like, initially like that could put you off and be like, oh God, cringe, I don't want to identify as a lonely person. <laughs> oh no, that's so embarrassing. But then you realize that like, there are thousands of girls in this group. No one's lonely at like, that point. <laughs> yeah, and also but it just, it validates you because so many people are feeling this way. So many people are seeking more connections and, and finding it hard to make friends, mm. especially in a city like London. It's so vast. Like, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I think those sort of communities can be so, so helpful. Like, yeah. I've met some lovely girls through that Facebook group. Um, there's, there's also, like, it doesn't necessarily have to be one called, like, a lo- like, the Lonely Girls Society or whatever it can be. Like, literally join one for, like, a running club. Yeah. Like, join one for... Like, there are certain ones where, like... I think there was one where girls wanted to go like pottery painting and stuff and like just sounds great. I know I want to go. <laughs> but like there's just like loads of these different like so much stuff going through social media, so much stuff on your phone that you can just find mm. literally anything like we were talking about the connections that you want to make. What do you want out of a friendship? Mm. There's going to be a Facebook group or an Instagram community full of people who like the same thing as yeah. you. So just go seek them out. Yeah, I definitely think we are lucky to live in this era where we've got social media. Yeah, I think it's sure. so easy to make those connections. The, the the hard part is then actually following up on it yeah. and actually putting in the action to go and meet up with them and all of yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, go for it. Make yeah. those friends. Live your best life. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> One thing I wanted to ask you guys, please, if you don't mind, is to leave us a little review if you listen to the full thing. I mean, the good, the bad, the ugly, like, I mean, please be nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, within reason. <laughs> within reason, like, <laughs> constructive feedback is always welcome. But yeah, just leave us a review, it'd really help us out. And yeah, if you want to hear some more from us, obviously follow us on Flourish and Thrive Pod on Instagram, Facebook, 
Ooh, Facebook. Why did I say Facebook? We don't have Facebook <laughs> yet, but we will make a Facebook page now. MySpace, Bebo. <laughs> Instagram. Why am I, I'm about to say Twitter. <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> can, can you do, please? Um, I'm keeping this in. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you want to keep up to date with what we're talking about, what our next episode's going to be. No, that's not what we do. I don't know what we do. <laughs> please follow us, Flourish and Thrive Pod, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. Yes. And if you have any recommendations for what we should talk about next, yeah. if you have any questions that you'd yeah. like us to answer, let us know. Slide into our DMs. We love, we love to hear from you. Um, yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you if you got to the end of this. And hopefully, we'll see or hear slash from you in our next one. Bye, guys. Bye.